everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 19, which begins with Lainey's falafel ball customer saying, let me see. (laughs) And goes through said customer saying, miss. (laughs) How fun. I bet this guy, I bet Chris Nell had just like a blast. Oh, I'm sure. Acting among these teens. I'm sure. Yeah. The whole thing. He, at that point. He's there for an afternoon. Yeah. And just had fun with this ridiculous <sighs> character. Yeah. So Lainey is doing her best caring face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zach watch, walks in and it's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. And he, from the door, says, Lainey. And I wrote, Zach comes in and just starts talking to her from the door. This boy has no idea. Like Yeah. So like <laughs> she's with a customer. Yeah. So I mean, even independent of like there there's the this boy has no idea that we talked about, I think on Monday, where like he just doesn't get why anybody wouldn't be into him. Yeah. But he also doesn't get how to people. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. Like you don't walk into someone's place of business where they are interacting with a customer and just start talking to them like the customer is not there. Ugh. It's it's ridiculous. <gasps> yeah. John Hamm in 30 Rock. It's John John Hamm in 30 Rock when uh he gets like a like he's been a, so handsome that he gets all the like people let him win at tennis and people like give him oh, free yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then that stops for some reason. He gets like a cold or something and they stop doing that. No, he tells people. He's like, don't let me win just because I'm, you know, I'm handsome. And then it all, he's like, what is happening? How come Right. John Hammond 30 Rock? Okay, I'm glad you thought of that. Because it would have driven you crazy, (laughs) even though I had already forgotten about the conversation. (laughs) I was, I I, I heard the the John Hamm rumble. And I was like, wait, it's it's someone that isn't normally funny. And it's John Hamm being very funny. Yeah. Anyways. I'm glad you found that. Thank you. Sorry about <laughs> that. your brain. <laughs> um, so she peeks around the customer. And actually, the customer asks her a question, and she responds by peeking around him saying, stalking is illegal in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. Aaron? Is it? I fact-checked this. So stalking, let's define our term. Stalking is unwanted and or repeated surveillance by an individual or group toward another person. Yes, so far, yes. Stalking behaviors are interrelated to harassment and intimidation and may include following the victim in person or monitoring them. So, yep, I mean, from a very cynical point of view, correct. Accurate assessment. Yes. California was the first state to criminalize stalking in the United States in 1990, which feels, if you'll excuse the pun, criminally recent. Yeah. Um, it was as a result of numerous high-profile stalking cases in California, including the 1982 attempted murder of actress Teresa Saldana. I wonder if that's... Is that... Is there a... There's Zoe Saldana, right? Yeah. Is there a relation there? Um, hold on. Teresa Saldana. Tiana Peters. So n- not not as far as it seems uh, like. Anyways. So Teresa Saldana... 
1988 Massacre by Richard Farley, the 1989 murder of actress Richard Rebecca Schaefer, and five Orange County stalking murders, also in 1989. So when it was when they say uh, recent, or I guess a result of numerous, I was like recent means back eight years, but. So the first anti-stalking law in the United States, California Penal Code Section 646.9, was developed and proposed by Municipal Court Judge John Watson of Orange County. Watson with U.S. Congressman Ed Royce introduced the, the law in 1990. They, then the LAPD also started some sort of group or whatever. Um, and then within three years, every state in the United States followed suit to create cr- the crime of stalking under different names such as criminal harassment or criminal menace. Okay, so yes. fact checked. Correct, fact checked. Man in Falafelborn, undeterred, says, yeah. perhaps I could see a sample ball to better equip myself for such a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does, now, here's a question. If you were at a fast food place and someone asked if you would like to supersize that, yeah, I assume... I, I just I don't assume that that means that you get a bigger hamburger. You just get more fries and more drink. That now that and that is that is the McDonald's version for sure. Now supersize I think is a trademark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I assume that they're not going to be like, oh, would you like bigger falafel balls? I feel like what I was feeling like was that of the possibilities of food. Mm-hmm. A falafel ball feels like one of the easiest to increase the size of. Sure. So I agree with you that usually it means, would you like the same thing in terms of falafel ball, but uh, make it a meal and have the all the rest of the stuff be really big? Right. Now, he was getting a salad and a and kebabs. Right. So there, it seems like there wouldn't be sides to soup. So I think that it was, we have two ice cream scoops. We have the normal and the supersize. Now, see, I would have assumed in that case that the supersize would be you get like one, like instead of three falafel balls on your kebabs, you get four. Four. Okay. That or makes sense. Or are the falafel balls, so because a kebab is usually. Skewered. Yeah. Uh, like and it's usually like meat and vegetables and stuff. So is it possible yeah. that the falafel balls are essentially like the side? They're like the French fries of this meal. That could be. And so, in which case, you would just get m- more of them and not bigger ones. Yeah, more balls, not bigger balls, for sure. More balls, not bigger balls. I, I this, not the scene, this discussion, and it's because you were there with me, has made me crave. The restaurant slash fast food chain we ate in at PodCon 2. Yeah. When I accidentally got a free Euro. Um, (laughs) Like, that specific thing. Um, Yes. So, I guess that's just a... there was falafel. Yeah, there was falafel. I'm sure I told you this at PodCon 2, but growing up, my dad and stepmom would say, feel awful, have a falafel. And that didn't make sense to me for years and years, but I did like the wordplay. So like, yeah, you know, um, so then a wild thing happens, Aaron, Mm -hmm. she goes to deal with Zach and the camera tracks along the counter. Jesse's sitting there. Yep. 
I guess. Jesse's Jesse's been hanging out. <laughs> now, I mean, you and I frequently went to hang out with each other at our at our jobs in high school. Right. Especially like, you know, For sure. Like I I worked at a coffee shop. We had friends who worked at Ben and Jerry's. It was easy right. to just go kind of like hang out. Yeah. There. Easier than like when you were at Zany Brainy, it was like a retail space. Right. Yeah. It was a little weird if we spent too much time there. <laughs> right. Um also my managers were present mm-hmm. all the time, which is <laughs> mine weren't. Yeah. Um It's just weird because they didn't do an the, the the establishing shot we thought was the establishing shot, which is Laney working at the fast food counter. Which right. I had imagined was fast food counter, like, small yeah. register slash put your money here thing, and right. not full bar sort of bench thing. Yeah, it's almost like diner style. Yeah. With, yeah. It, and then to have it be like, <laughs> no, there's another character we've met right. that's in this scene that's been going on for... Like half a like thirty seconds so far. Mm-hmm. He's there. He is. There he is. <laughs> Sitting quietly. Like yeah, it's a weird camera angle. Why would they not have established a wider shot to begin with? Yeah. To show Lainey wearing the falafel hat and also Jesse is visiting her at work. Exactly. I and Jesse is also there. It turns out actually could be the theme for the rest of the week. Act if mm-hmm. you. Um, yep. It hilarious um so if you can find it possible to put yourself in zach's shoes Mm -hmm. the next couple of exchanges feel very rewarding and vindicating Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yes i get yeah so she says listen um i am not smart and he says what and she says i can't tutor you i'm not smart I'm not going to be able to tutor you. And he, and then he says, what does he say, Aaron? He says, I have the fourth highest GPA in our class. And then she does something absolutely mind boggling. Fact check with Jesse, who seems to know that that is correct. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, she looks over at Jesse and he just nods like, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he does. That is true. Like, all right generously i think jesse could have just been nodding at yeah he's smart he he does well in school Mm -hmm. um hilarious and cynically i like to think that jesse keeps very minute track of class rank and like Mm -hmm. he knows yep for actually zach you're up to three because so-and-so failed their pop quiz and zach's like right yes (laughs) Or Jesse is like number number five or six, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, just real quick, um, Jesse's wearing overalls. He is, which is fine. It's a choice. Yeah, it's not something that you typically see dudes wearing outside of like farms. Color me bad videos and yeah, farms. Yeah. But it also kind of feels like it fits for it, him. Yeah. Let me say this as, as, a, as a, a, a huskier, larger man. The concept of overalls, which removes, which places the belt's burden on your shoulders, mm-hmm. 
is very attractive. Sure. I feel that suspenders would also work, but perhaps that's not what their town has or something. I've never... It's been a long time since I've worn overalls, and I've never, ever, ever uh, donned a pair of suspenders. But for uh, someone that is has perhaps... I'm a huskier fellow than I would prefer to be as a high schooler. Overalls as a utilitarian fashion choice makes a little bit of sense. Yes. It's still wild to see there be no divide between what's on his torso and what's on his waist and legs. Yes. And it does seem like kind of a strange choice if he is not one who wants to draw attention to himself. Right. Now, he does have a flannel on over his overalls. Yes. Or like a jacket. Uh, I, I think I, I thought remember. it was a flannel. And then I looked again and I was like, that is anything but a flannel. It's just a jacket. Anyways, he has something on over the overalls. Right. But as an overall look, I just I, it's just very questionable. Um, so then she's like, okay, so you don't want tutoring help. And she's not like, well, let me hear you out. She says, what is this, some kind of dork outreach program? Which is, uh, I feel like, hilariously worded. Also, yes. um, Also plausible. Also, yeah, a little. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not not. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I looked up, uh, now is the time when I decided to look up the word dork, Aaron. Okay. Um, this is a name that I, uh, my first blog spot, blog, blogger blog, uh, nope, sorry. My first live journal was James is a dork. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I think, yeah, anyways, um, I have, I have taken this name. It is, it is one that, uh, Kristen feels comfortable calling me because she references that I put it in a public space, like a blog handle. Mm-hmm. So she's fine with it, which I'm like. I mean, fair. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, overruled. Um, so, dork. An odd, socially awkward, unstylish person is what the Merriam-Webster's uh, dictionary definition is. It says, dork, when used to refer to a socially awkward or inept person, is a relatively recent word. Our records indicate that it first appeared in writing in the 1960s. Elsewhere, I saw 1965, which is... I saw 1965 and it was like, as stated above, and I clicked and it just took me up to the definition of dork. And I was like, can I please see what you mean by 1965? Like, <laughs> right. there should be a link here that's like, why did we say that and not 1964? Right. So most etymologists think that the, that dork is an alteration of the word. Guesses? No. Dick. Oh, Perhaps okay. coming out of the Midwest and thus originally meant penis too. It was certainly used to mean a penis in the 1961 novel Valhalla, although it was spelled D-O-R-Q-U-E, which I will announce now is how it was spelling dork from here on out, okay. because it's fancier. Um, it is fancier. Fancy penis. It's a... F- <laughs> And we're back to the K. So, uh, a 1964 article in American Speech, which sounds like a hell of a magazine, confirmed its phallic meaning and spelled the word as dork. 
D-O-R-K. It was also used by Charles Schmid, a serial killer known as the Pied Piper of Tucson, which sounds whimsical. And then you go back to the serial killer part, which is cool, mm-hmm. who was interviewed in the then obviously extremely pre- prevalent Life magazine in which he was quoted as saying, I didn't have any clothes and I had short hair and looked like a dork. Girls wouldn't go out with me. Schmidt almost certainly meant penis when he said dork, but as the word caught on in pop culture, it more commonly came to mean people who look uncool and or odd. All right. So that 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 etymology and, and history had everything. Uh, American Speech Magazine, penis, serial killer. I have a memory of being in high school. Maybe Mrs. Thompson's class? No, not Mrs. Thompson's class. What was the class that we were not in, the English class that we didn't have together? Donahue. Donahue. Might have been Mrs. Donahue's class. It might have been Mrs. Pyle's class. It was the same classroom. Um, But Karen Rouse kept calling people, like, dork was, like, one of the words that she would use as, like, an affectionate insult, kind of. And it... Somebody told her that it meant a whale's penis. I recall that. It was like, it it ended up being like kind of a big thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you may not have been in the class, but you probably still would have heard that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if there's anything to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it seems like it does mean penis. It does not mean penis. Right. Whale is a wild thing to have yes. added. Yes. Um, yeah. I I always think what's fat. I think the uh, I I cut because I found this that what I read was better and and more to what I was looking for. But the distinction between geek, dork, and nerd has always fascinated me. Yes. Like that that dork is sort of a general sort of goof like mm-hmm. klutz sort of deal. Yeah. A geek is is a like science dork and a nerd is like Star Trek dork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um like that that connotation distinction is just mwah, just love it. It's just yeah. like um also just real quick a geek used to be the name for the carnival performer that bit the head off of chickens. That's just a oh. that's just a fun uh fun fact. Yes, fun. Fun fact. That's how people used to do a whimsical weekend activity. Yep. Let's go see the guy bite a head off a bite chicken. a head off a chicken and pay money presumably for that. Mhm. So. Yep. Then Sure. Then comes a very um Aaron James Aaron's love interest du jour exchange. Mm-hmm. Um where <laughs> Zach says, "Are you always like this?" And Lainey says, no. And Jesse says, yes. <laughs> I have a note that Jesse is wingmanning for Zach better than he is for Lainey, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps... Now, okay, here's... I've been watching too much Punisher recently, so this is going to be a morbid, a morbid comparison, but maybe you can follow me. The episode I watched last night, there's a firefight, and the main bad guy pushes one of his, like compatriots out in front to distract and get shot so he can run away mm-hmm. jesse is doing that only yeah. just not running away just to see his friend get run over just yeah. like 
just to kind of troll her, which yeah. is hilarious. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I really, really love it very, very much. And and next uh, next episode, it, we will see um, it dawn on everyone that it's weird that Jesse is part of this conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. But before we get there, let me uh, let me do some social needs. Mm, yes. I'd hate it. No, social media. I, I hate it. Yeah, social media. <sighs> um, sock met. No, uh, social media. So we are on Twitter as a podcast franchise at je underscore minute movies, and we are individually on Twitter. I am at unabashed James, and I am at unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, which is home to many, many. Many great uh, podcasts and streams. Uh, one of the podcasts I'm going to put an ad for at the end of this episode. So check that out uh, if you would. Mm-hmm. But that's it. We're going to have um, Awkward Conversation Con. Awk Con Con. No, I like it for sure. Awk Con Con, yep. Um, uh, he's going to conclude tomorrow. Well, hold on. No, it's not going to conclude no, tomorrow. It, it doesn't conclude. It's... Going to continue tomorrow. Ock, con, con, con. Um, tomorrow. Ock, con, 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 Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Perfect. Perfect. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is what we call streamlined and understandable language. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Some wordsmithing is just what it is. A t-shirt. It's just a black t-shirt, white font. Ock, con, 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 Tom merch for satm yep just (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyways that's gonna do it for today please join us tomorrow but until then just just try to be nice to each other The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Scene 2. Flashback. Setting February 2nd. Hey, Colin, I was just thinking about making a podcast where we go scene by scene through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. James, I love that. That is a great idea. I'll tell you what, see if you can flesh it out just a little bit more, and then we'll get back together again soon and talk about it again. Scene 4. Flashback. Setting February 20th. Man, I can't stop thinking about that idea of James's. It was so interesting. I wonder if we could do it in some sort of, like, chronological order. Scene 1. Present day. Setting March 2nd. Colin, I was thinking about that Marvel podcast idea I had last month. Oh, yes, that idea. Oh, I love it so much. I remember it like yesterday. Scene 3. Present day. Minutes later. God, we were so young back then. It turns out I've been thinking about that podcast, too. Really? What were you thinking? All right, let me paint you a picture. It was a couple of days after President's Day. Scene 5. Present day. Minutes after that. Chronological, huh? That's a pretty good idea. So, like, if there's a flashback... We put it in the place on the timeline that's being flashed back to? Yeah. What what do you think? I think absolutely. Let's do it. Why don't we call it Timeline Scavengers? 
Scene six, the future. Oh, how are we not done yet? That's my secret, Colin. We'll never be done. Timeline scavengers, assembling the MCU timeline forever.